Welcome to the Be More with Ngomu podcast. We're glad you're here. In this podcast series, we connect you with coaches and thought leaders who make a positive difference in the lives of the people they serve. This podcast is streamed live on the first and third Wednesdays of each month. And if you enjoy the show, follow us on Facebook or hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And you can also catch us on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. I'm your co-host, Joyce Joya, and today we're turning the tables on my co-host, Al Wynand, whom who I will be interviewing in our first segment. Welcome, Al. It's good to see you again, as always. Good to see you, Joyce, as well. I enjoy having the tables turned on me today. Well, I'm having fun too. Let me tell you a little bit more about Al. Besides being one of my favorite people on the planet, Al is a serial entrepreneur and the co-founder of the Ngomu platform, where learners can receive live coaching from 60 plus coaches in the areas of career advancement, health and wellness, and personal development through scheduled live virtual group sessions using the Ngomu app. In today's episode, I will be speaking with Al and Ngomu's Diversity Task Force about the next Be More Days, hosted tomorrow, August 26th, on the topic of owning your awkward. I just love that title. Al, since you're our first interview, I'd like to start by asking you, what was the origin of the Diversity Task Force? And how did this particular Be More Days event come about? Well, it's actually kind of a funny story in a way. So I've always been a very strong believer in surrounding myself with people who are different from me. And that's being different backgrounds, different cultures, different ideas, different anything different, because it just makes you stronger in a way. Not always easy, but it makes you stronger. So in January... I came to the table with what I thought was a very innocent question. So we wanted to, at the company, we wanted to really celebrate diversity, but I, I didn't quite know how to do this. So I thought, you know, it's great. So the first thing we can do here, Black History Month in February, let's go, for, let's just go for it. So I put a question out to every black person who was involved with the company. And I said, hey, we want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do it in a meaningful way. I'd love your advice. And it's in the question from my perspective. The first information back from the group was, why are you asking us? <laughs> and, and I was just a little bit flabbergasted by the response because I, I didn't know better, to be honest. So, But it really, really brought up a great conversation. So the group started coming back to me and educating me. You know, why are you looking just at us? You know, there's diversity is a much bigger, you believe in diversity being a bigger picture. You know, why don't we talk it from that perspective? So we've had a good number of meetings with the people you'll meet here in a second and some other members about this topic. So what do we as a company define as diversity? And yes, it started 
with us thinking about how do we celebrate celebrate Black History Month. But it's not just about that, because if you look at the calendar, one month is Black History Month, and then it's GLBTQ Pride Month, and there's so many different things that we celebrate. And it's like, we need to look at this from a much bigger picture. But then at the other, on the other side, we had some some of our coaches that we work with and our coaches span the gamut when it comes to life experience from 20s to much more experienced in life who said you know as i'm coaching you know my learners in these communities i have no idea who these learners are going to be i don't want to say something wrong you know what if there's a question and i'm not quite sure how to address it or i say something and it's like somebody's going that's not what you say anymore so how do we have a conversation around this? And that's in essence, you know, as we were going through these conversations, as a diversity task force started looking at celebrating diversity, you know, what do we do? What are sort of the things we can do out of the gate? And one was, you know, part of our blog series about celebrating diversity, where we look at people who've made a positive impact in the world in diverse areas. And so if you look at our blog, you'll see that. But it was also, let's have a conversation around this. Let's bring in, you know, people who come from diverse backgrounds and just have a conversation and talk about the awkward questions we have. And, and so that's where, you know, what the impetus was for, um, for the conversation, basically for the, for the conference we're doing tomorrow. Fantastic. Thank you, Al. You're very Folks, welcome. if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Be More with Ngomu podcast with Al Wynant, Kim Betty, Kimberly Kennedy, Tracy Gibbons, hopefully, and we're all going to be talking about tomorrow's Be More Days virtual conference, Owning Your Awkward. So uh, now, before we move into the next segment, I want to personally invite everyone who's listening today to that event, Owning Your Awkward, hosted tomorrow. At, at Ngomu, we celebrate diversity. And we know that doing this in a meaningful way isn't always easy. It requires openness, conversation, and action. And with this Be More Days conference, we will share our experiences and resources so that you can navigate your awkward conversations around diversity. You can broaden your perspectives, heal, and move forward. So join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Registration is free. Just go to rsvp.ingomu.com. That's rsvp.ingomu.com. And you can sign up. We hope to see you there. And now it's time to bring in our diversity task force, Kim Betty, Kim Kennedy, and... The inimitable Tracy Gibbons, who will give you a taste of our event tomorrow. Thank you all for being here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Let's jump Thank into you. our conversation. Kim, what inspired you to choose the topic, Navigating Awkward Conversations? So great to be here. Um, I'm such, I tell Al all the time, I'm so happy to be part of Ngumo and the coaching team. Um, and, you know, I was in that conversation with Al when he talked about, you know, we should have the Black History Month and what should we do. And I was not offended or upset that he asked me as a Black woman. Al knows I was more um, ruffled by him saying, let's just have it be all people history month kind of right it was almost like all lives matter and you didn't mean anything by it though al right and i said mm -hmm. time out 
you know, you could probably ask a million different people, a million different things. I think we should keep it Black History Month. You know, I recently discovered my great great grandfather's um, uh, narratives of him being enslaved, and it's about things like that. It's about all the different Black individuals that have impacted history, you know, in our lives and work in in the world and the United States. And we talked about that, and we had a healthy debate. And that's one of the things that led to um, me. I think I kicked off the blog, Al, uh, with my great great grandfather's story. You did. You did. Yeah. However, though, Joyce, what really had me pick the navigating um, awkward conversation um, topic is very personal for me. You know, I've had several personal incidents, if you will, um, a client that I love that's a dear friend. He's a white Jewish male, and he likes to send me articles back when the election was on about um, Black conservative young people to sway me in my more liberal um, stances. And it was awkward. You know what I mean? I'm like, how do I tell him don't call me with your wife in the car, your son in your car, and all these people and ask me things like, what's going on with George Floyd? And I don't think he should be a role model, you know? And um, I had a, and I'll talk more about it tomorrow during the conference. Um, I had another client that was on Facebook that wanted to, to um, like do rants about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and things. And I had to unfriend him as a friend. I couldn't take it. It was stressful, um, you know? And so these kinds of things were happening to me and I knew that they were happening to other people as well, you know? Terrific, Kim. Um, that's a that's a great reason because we always want to help others, uh, yeah. especially those of us who are, who are in Gomu coaches. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the. Go for it, Kim. Yeah, and then the other piece of it is it's professional, um, Joyce and Al, because around uh, 2018, when the Starbucks incident happened, if you remember, those guys got kicked out of Starbucks. Um, they had just let a white patron uh, sit in the store. Uh, they tried to use the bathroom and they got kicked out and it started all that trouble. And everybody started talking about diversity um, inclusion. And it dawned on me that we need more than the typical um, biasness and uh, training on what words to use and not to use. The Society of Human Resources re recently said it won't stick if we keep doing these traditional things, microaggressions and things like that. We need to have honest conversations. Mm -hmm. I went to school quickly um, to Cornell University and got a certificate in diversity um, inclusion focused on fostering inclusive environments. I wrote a process and a program called Diversity Intelligence is the New Emotional Intelligence. So what I'm going to do during the conference is help us talk about competencies we can build, a process that we can follow, ground rules for having these conversations and also boundaries because we might have mm -hmm. to unfriend people right as well so i'm just pumped up fired up to help us have these safe spaces where we can talk this is the last part that i'll say we need to talk that's that uncomfortable thing that we say like when someone says that we run well no we need to talk that's what i say and i want to help with that thank you thank you kim i heartily agree and we've had some of these lovely talks in our task force meetings, you know, yeah, get like, I need to get this off my chest, can I, you know, <laughs> which is, which, which has been very help, healthy, I think, as well for all of us. So Kimberly, so talk to me a little bit about, 
um, the subject that you're going to be talking about tomorrow, about celebrating diversity deeply and awkwardly. Yeah, I think a lot of it dovetails off what Kim just touched on is uh, we can't do it the traditional way in so many ways because we've been hearing about diversity. We've been hearing about inclusion for for decades. I'm I'm my background is uh, bilingual special education. I was a bilingual special educator for many years and and uh, still work with with teachers in the field and and so this has been my shtick for so long, but yet we still are so awkward <laughs> around it. So I, I kind of played on the buzz phrase of celebrating diversity because it's almost become trite. We've heard it for um, 20 years, 10 years. Um, and it's almost become something very surface level uh, where we're talking maybe, oh, celebrate diversity means uh, taco day and, <laughs> and um, you know, celebrating food, music, dress, mm -hmm. cultural events, right? But, but very important things, important things, but but very surface, surface level, um, not going deeper. And so how can we look at diversity deeply? And so it usually comes, comes out that people aren't comfortable with deeper levels of diversity or as Kim so poignantly pointed out, we might have to think about boundaries or turn inward, like introspective, become more introspective about these issues before we, we feel comfortable navigating um, these deeper levels of diversity. And what do I mean by diversity? I mean, of course, um, Kim referenced uh, a, a lot around race relations and how we have a lot of introspection to do, a lot of talking to do with one another around race relations. There's so many disparities in our society around that, but other issues around diversity, um, gender differences, uh, religion, uh, LGBTQIA plus issues, class differences, class remains a, a really um, deep divide in our nation where we have a lot of disparities around uh, socioeconomic status, nationality, um, able-bodiedness, um, able, and I put that in quotes for those just listening um, to a podcast and not seeing the able-bodiedness, able-mindedness, um, body size, um, political views, immigration status, health issues. So a lot of those encompass diversity in, in, a, in, a, in broad ways uh, where maybe you see yourself reflected um, in some of those things I mentioned where you might feel awkward in those categories. So many of us, what do we do? We often avoid, we avoid those deeper levels of diversity because of awkward doubts that come to mind. Like what if I come out, what, what if I come off badly? Or as Al mentioned, what if I say the wrong thing? Um, a lot of the issues around gender identity, like what is this new pronoun thing, right? Like how do I navigate that? Do I ask somebody their pronouns and um, how do I do that? And do I put my pronouns up? And, and so even having those conversations feel scary sometimes or uncomfortable. Um, other doubts that come to mind is, you know, can can I get hurt professionally or personally if I lean into these deeper issues around diversity? And I think Kim really touched on that as well as 
is how do we have these conversations, but also respect boundaries. Um, and, and another doubt that might come to mind is what if I'm the only one who feels like this, or can I say mm-hmm. this out loud? Um, so what does that mean? How might you feel? It comes back to feeling awkward. Um, so I ask you to go there in my session, own your awkward around issues of diversity, because if we aren't comfortable talking about it, feeling it and getting awkward, can we really celebrate diversity in its truest sense and and get to a more inclusive society? And how can we really progress? And so it kind of comes back to that um, bigger uh, trajectory that um, I am hopeful for our global society to to achieve. You know, Kimberly, you, you brought up something that I had forgotten about. When the Randy, I can't remember, not Rainbow, but uh, can't remember his last name. He wrote a song about short people. And, and that made me feel, I mean, everybody laughed and they thought it was so funny. And I'm a short person. And every time I heard that song, it really made me feel badly. And it was a, an awkwardness that I never knew how to navigate. Yes. So uh, I can really relate to exactly what you're talking about, that we need to have processes and systems and understandings of ourselves so that then we can work from there. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Kimberly. Um, uh, Tracy, your topic is healing awkward emotionality. Do you think it's really, you think it's really realistic that we can make progress with our friends who feel different. Well, in my opinion, we first have to look at ourselves. So, for example, when you said you were really hurt because that song came out, so then look at, well, why am I hurt? What happened for me to feel badly about this? Were you teased? Did people say something to you all the time where you felt really badly about it? So you have to look at, like, well, like I get triggered about a certain thing, and I know what it's about. But that is because there are things that I've dealt with in my life emotionally that I need to go back and sort out, you know? So if we don't go back and sort out why you get triggered when somebody tells you what to do all the time because you had a partner or someone in your life who didn't take what you said seriously. So if that triggers you and you get really angry when your boss says, do this or do that, and you're like, really? So you have to go and look at why do you get upset? What's the emotion attached to it and how can you figure it out? So for example, anger. If a person is always angry, I don't think people realize that anger sits in your liver. So if you are a person who's always angry, you might have some liver issues. You, um, you know, it attacks your liver and, you, and, and of course that's that chakra there, your solar plexus chakra. So you're gonna have issues around that bodily area. So there are things you can do to start to heal yourself. Yes, you first have to recognize, you know what? I have an issue with this. So there are yoga poses you can do. There's meditation you can do. There's crystals you can use to assist you to get that anger out. You can also see um, practitioners like um, acupuncturists to help you with certain points. I was seeing an acupuncture for anger and she, put a needle in a certain part of my foot and I jumped. And I was like, what's that anger? She said, "Mm mm-hmm. But that's why I went to her 
because I knew that I had something I had to deal with. So you can't, as a person, keep on getting angry as in certain scenarios and not try to figure out why. You know, um, another thing that is prevalent now is fear. Fear sits in your kidneys. So another thing that you need to do is figure out the yoga poses, the meditations, the things you can do to calm your mind, you know, and know, and know that there are only certain things that you have control over. You don't have control over everything. So you do what you can to make yourself healthy. But my road is different from your road. And so you have to choose what's going to best work for you. Only you're awkward because some people may not like what you're doing and just get on with it. Thanks, Tracy. You know, I never thought of uh, addressing uh, emotionality and other issues like that uh, and awkwardness through things like diet and and meditation and and, uh, the kinds of things that you're talking about. So for this, this is really interesting to me. Uh, Thank you, Kim, Kimberly, and Tracy, for this fascinating conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you tomorrow. So, Joyce, what did you you take away from the conversation? Ah, okay. (laughs) Put you on the spot. (laughs) So we're we're leaving them here to have this. uh, Uh, Yeah, I I would like like everyone to stay here and be part of the conversation. (laughs) Terrific. Okay. So... My three takeaways from my interview with you were, one, that uh, there is a value in surrounding ourselves with people who are different from ourselves, from different from us. They have different perspectives. They have different thoughts. They're, they come at things from a different angle than we do, and that's helpful. And actually, we know that organizations that are more diverse are more profitable. The second thing is that diversity is much more than race. No question about it. And that's something that you learned and that I learned with you. And finally, if you want to know how to have those difficult conversations, come join us tomorrow. RSVP.ingomu.com. I'd like to add something to this that I've learned through this process of working and having conversations with the three of you, with Kim, Kimberly and Tracy and some other people on our team, is that when you're in a leadership position, I think it's very, very important that you're willing to have conversations, listen to the conversation that you're vulnerable as well, because if you go in with that, oh, yeah, we have to do this kind of attitude, but really with an attitude where we're you really are trying to make a positive difference, which is what we do as a company. You know, you may have to be a little humbled sometimes to go through these conversations. And I think we've, and I think we've had this. So, um, so when I look, when I look at the, the conversations of Kim Kimberly and, and Tracy, it's a little bit harder for me to condense it. It's sort of in three, three things. And I think tomorrow we'll have a much bigger picture of this. Um, so from the quick takeaway from it today is basically that you really need to start understanding and willing to be awkward, communicate, and then also finding ways, you know, to heal from this process. That's sort of the best synopsis I can give um, from doing this. And I'm sorry, there's a little bit of feedback going on here. 
Um, but, you know, really being willing to be open, understand, learn, have conversations and and find ways to heal. And that is different for everybody. Everybody has different processes for that. So that's my quick takeaway. And I'm really looking forward to the, the bigger sessions tomorrow where we can where we can learn more and go a lot more in depth about having awkward conversations. So thank you. Thank you for that. Joyce, I'm turning it back to you. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm stepping out of my co-host role. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Happy to jump in. At the end of our show, every session, we recognize a coach who's made a positive difference in the lives of many. Today, we honor teacher, director, counselor, mentor, MSW, Nadine Bridges. Besides being the executive director of one of Colorado's, one of, of one Colorado, which is one of the state's leading advocacy organizations, advancing equality for LGBTQ plus Coloradans and their families, Nadine teaches at my alma mater, part-time at the University of Denver Graduate School of Social Work. And in her spare time, she mentors former students and colleagues and serves on several racial, racial equity committees. And as if all of that were not enough, Nadine is a board member for the Alexander Foundation, an organization providing financial assistance and scholarships to LGBTQ. LGBTQ plus Coloradans. If you would like to know about, if you would like us to know about someone making a positive difference in your community, please drop us a note, news at ingomu.com. And that brings us to the end of our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. I would like to thank our guests, Kim Betty, Kimberly Kennedy and Tracy Gibbons and my co-host, of course, Al Winant, for being here today. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again on September 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for our next show. Let's go make a positive difference in the world. And be more. 